in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the spy action film, The King's Man. This was written by Matthew Vaughn and Carl Gadjdusek, hope I'm saying that right, and directed by Matthew Vaughn. Well, this came out at the tail end of 2021 in theaters. And unfortunately, I did not get a chance to see it in theaters. Uh, a COVID scare that turned into an actual code at some point kind of put me out of the uh, going to see movie game for a little while. But luckily, Taylor, you did get to see this in theaters, but it's now out streaming on both Hulu and HBO Max. So I finally got a chance to sit down, watch this film, and we thought, you know what? We better review it. So we have the Kingsman film series. We've had two movies thus far, the Kingsman and the Kingsman the Golden Circle. And this is the first prequel film that they did, The King's Man. So, Taylor, we're not doing a spoiler review today, but give us a brief synopsis of The King's Man. So this film focuses on several events uh, centered around and during World War I and how during that time it kind of inspired the birth of what we know as the Kingsman organization. And we follow mainly the main characters. We follow uh, Rafe Fiennes. And we're following a story of also his son played by Harris Dickinson. So this film, I was really interested to see how they were going to do this. You and I, both fans of the series, I know you have not seen uh, Golden Circle yet. Yeah, I still have not seen Golden Circle. It's on my list. Um, I feel like we already know that Matthew Vaughn has said that a third film, I think it's titled currently The Blue Blood or something like that, is due to come out in 2023 and they're going to start filming in September this year. So that's going to continue the Taron Egerton, Colin Firth uh, series. But this did look interesting because I think this whole premise of the Kingsman, this kind of secret organization, this spy organization that they're very well dressed. They have a whole kind of system in place of who they choose, you know, the best, of the best, uh, the skills they have some of the weaponry. There was some fun, technical sci-fi elements to that first film with you know samuel L. jackson as this bad guy and the wi-fi and all the stuff you know the heads blowing up it was goofy it was bonkers it was very graphic novel you know but it was fun so to see oh how did this organization come to be that's a fun story and it's set in history there's always a fun way with these kind of movies where they can kind of take a little bit of liberty with let's have a little fun with these characters like you know Rasputin is this iconic character of history that, you know, although there's the real version of Rasputin, we have had this whole mythical, you know, the man who could not be killed, you know, he was shot, frozen, you know, he was shot, drowned, beaten, stabbed, poisoned, castrated, and somehow he didn't die. And to have, I think one of the strongest parts of this movie is the the chunk, if you will, with Rasputin of Riza Fons as playing this. He's just like, very horny, very uh, over like, the top, yeah, it's... over the top, goofy. But he he's very hidden in this role, actually. I would say, like, it, you, you know, it's him, but the accent, the way he looks, and because we have this like secret organization. As much as the Kingsmen are, are starting to become a thing, there's also like the classic European evil bad guys, all under the rule of this one person known as the Shepherd. And so everyone has their task of which country they're handling. 
you know, we have a lot of great actors. We have um, uh, Daniel Bruhl is like one of the members and he's working with like the German section. So we have like these different characters that are kind of like the villains, but definitely they, they marketed mostly Rasputin and for a good, good chunk of the movie, he is really a highlight for me. And there is, yes, I think if, as many people have talked about, there is a dance fight sequence that was one of the best moments of the film. Uh, that would have been worth ticket price alone for me had I seen this in theaters. It is something that I think Kingsman has come to be known as is these giant over-the-top fight scenes. I mean, you think of that fight scene with Colin Firth in the, in the church in the first film. It is long, it is brutal, it is so fun to watch. And I was expecting more of that in this film. There's really only two, three sequences that kind of match that for me. This, I think, maybe was hard for this one is there's so much history to do in one movie that it was hard to, to kind of warp around. How do we do like a movie that's explaining like, oh, there's these different countries, these different brothers, these wars going on. We have to do this, this, this to stop the war from happening. All while blending in the story about how there's this villain group and then the Kingsman coming together. It it felt like this movie was it was like two hours and fifteen minutes or so. It needed to be like an hour forty five. It was way too long. There was a lot of there's a lot of moments that it's very slow, um, and there's it was a little too serious. Where having seen the other previous films, this where there is there's some serious moments, but it's a lot more humorous. A lot of a lot comedy. More, a lot of comedy. A lot, of a lot more fast paced. And this one, it was a little bit too somber. And if you're a fan of the first two films, uh, I liked it because it was a little refreshing, a little different. But I wanted a little bit more, a little more of the comedic element and a lot more action. There was it was a little too depressing at times, which I was surprised for this. But of course, again, if you think about the material, World War One, such a bloody war. It's a hard setting to to make it funny. So I think. I think you have to you have to give a little bit more brevity to that, so I can understand what Vaughn was trying to do with that. I thought the casting was really well done. I thought, especially with um, you got Ray Fiennes who has very serious and he's got a lot of great action sequences. He's in. There's a bit of good humor where he's involved, where I love seeing him play a bit. Those little comedic elements. Well, like especially because he is the he's the older seasoned vet who he's taken on the life of being a pacifist. Uh, because of a, a series of events, we see a, kind of a flashback. A series to, of fortune events, if you will. Yeah, to uh, open the movie. So to see him kind of have to take on the duty of being a warrior again, and how, because he is a little older, um, how he fights is, is there was some really great, brutal choreography uh, uh, with sword fighting and all that kind of stuff. You got like Jaiman Hansu, he's great here as uh, a man who really uses his knife work. Uh, but he said, yeah, Harris Dickinson who plays the son. Matthew Good is this British uh, soldier. You got Charles Dance as Lord Kitchener. He was really great in this. Tom Hollander, who for many of you would probably remember him as uh, Lord Bucket. Bucket? Beckett. Bucket. <laughs> I always say Bucket. Lord Beckett from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. This is actually, I think, where a little bit of humor did work. He plays three brothers who each run one runs england one runs germany one runs russia so they all look very similar but have different um you know outfits on and a little bit of different facial hair and, and all this stuff i think that was kind of a bit of a humorous take with that to see like oh they're they're related in some way the different rules like that was kind of fun 
Uh, like I said, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson pops up in this uh, as a small role. Uh, Stanley Chucci came in at one point. Uh, August Deal, who actually, if you all remember, uh, the great Inglorious Bastards, the scene when they're down in the pub and uh, he puts up the wrong three fingers and that soldier who uh, you know rats them out, he plays Lennon in this. So again, I think there was a fun element of we're taking these historical characters and kind Similar of Similar to all kind of what uh, Tarantino has done in some of his historical. So taking liberties. It needed more of like a parody, humorous take, um, satire, if you will. It needed more satire because it was somber. And there's a big chunk of this movie that is heavily about the war. And the father and son element. You have to have something happen to you to kind of awaken your true purpose, uh, which definitely lights a, a match that starts the Kingsman but it was a little too long. Um, and there was actually one sequence that <laughs> funny enough, uh, a friend of ours on the podcast, uh, Tim Fitzsimons, who's he comes on for our star Wars segments. Um, as I was watching it, he sat next to me and was like, Oh, this is actually the scene. I couldn't see it all. When I saw in the movie theater, there's a sequence in the war. It's really dark. It's nighttime. And he was like, based on the projector we had, I couldn't see any of this in the movie theater. So he was like, Oh, that's what happens. And it was actually a pretty riveting action sequence, but I think the ending is great. The Rasputin chunk is great. There's great moments in this. It was a fun way to be like, oh, this is how the Kingsman comes about. It needed to be cut down, more comedy, a little reworking. But again, a great cast. I think Matthew Vaughn has a great eye for this series. And I'll be excited to see where a third movie would go. Again, I still need to see the Golden Circle, but um, this has been a fun franchise to see what, you know, it's, it's like taking the James Bond element, but adding this, satire this comedy this this over the top that we don't really see you know? it's a good in between between james bond and austin powers if you will it's just that right little sweet spot um but yeah for my money um uh, kind of rating this film i would say as a fan of this series one out of ten i give it about about a seven just because i, I enjoyed it I thought it was really good. I'd be interested to see a sequel. I don't know if I've jumped back in this film because of its length and whatnot and replayability. But again, overall, great casting, great effects, and a great more world building to this amazing franchise that they created. For the casting and the choreography of the action sequences, which were definitely the highlights of the film, and for the overall setting, I think everything looks really good, even if it is slow at times. I would agree. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 as well. And that was, again, you can decide for yourself, folks, what you thought of The Kingsman, which you can now watch on Hulu streaming as well as HBO Max. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.